0: 1 Corinthians 11 this morning just picking up right where we left last week. Had kind of kind of a tough passage last week, but a little better this week. Starting in verse 17. Kind of had a little bit of a change in the in the message today. The the verses that we're going to talk about today were not originally what I intended on 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 preaching and teaching on, but this morning I was kind of thinking about these verses and uh, God put it on my heart that that, that maybe I needed to kind of do things a little in a little different way than what I'd originally originally thought uh, we uh so we're only going to read the first little bit today, so, so this may be a really short sermon because I've prepared for a lot of verses. We're just going to look at a few, so that's a good thing for you guys. Uh, but the reason, the reason why that we're going to kind of shift things around, I'll kind of tell you what the, what, what the deal is, is that we've been going through the book of Exodus on Sunday nights, and we've been going through 1 Corinthians on Sunday mornings, and, and by God's planning, not by mine, it, it works out that we're, that we're going to hit the, the Passover uh, from, from Exodus. And also we're going to be looking at these verses in 1 Corinthians where Jesus had the Lord's Supper right at about the same time. And God kind of laid it on my heart that maybe this is a good time for us to really look in depth at the Passover, the meaning of that, and also the meaning of that as it pointed toward Jesus Christ and ties into the Last Supper. And so we're just going to kind of shift things around over the next couple of weeks. And kind of look at that in a little more detail and kind of see how those things uh, tie together and how those stories from Exodus in the Old Testament were pointing us forward toward Jesus. So that's what we're going to be doing. So uh, tonight we will, we will continue on in Exodus. We'll look at the 10th plague, at least the announcement of it. And then what we'll do next Sunday is next Sunday we will be in the book of Exodus here on Sunday morning. And we will discuss the Passover uh, from the Israelites through the Exodus. And then after that we'll get right back into 1 Corinthians and we'll talk about how that points us forward toward Jesus. So I just kind of just wanted to kind of give you guys the vision of of what we're going to be talking about and really dig in depth to the importance of the Lord's Supper. Uh, Hopefully we all realize that that is significant, but, but there is a lot of significance there and that's really what Paul is about to be talking to the Corinthian people about and it's a pretty serious deal and so I wanted us to really go back and look at how that all came to be throughout the text so we could understand hopefully a little better just how serious that is. And so uh, because of that, we're, we're, we're not going to uh, talk too much about that Lord's Supper portion of what Paul is talking about today, uh, but we will look at the first little bit, and I believe that there is some really good stuff here uh, that we can learn from these first few verses that we're going to look at this morning. So let's pray, and then we'll jump in. Father God, we come to you today, and I thank you for these words you've given us, God. I pray that you just help me to say what needs to be said, dear Lord. I pray that you help the Holy Spirit to lead me, God. I I hadn't prepared for for this particular thing, God, but I feel like this is what what you put on my heart. So I pray, God, that you help us to get just what we need out of it today, as simple or as short as it may be, dear Lord. Whatever it is, I pray that your word would speak to us, that the Holy Spirit would speak to us. And I just lift these words up to you. I lift these people up to you, and I pray, God, that you would just speak to us through these words. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, Some of you may remember when we first started this series in 1 Corinthians, the title of the series is Undivided, and, and that's kind of what we see uh, throughout the book of Corinthians as there is some division there. And our, our purpose and our goal, hopefully, is one, that as we read this book, we draw closer to the Lord, and two, that, that we learn from what the... Uh, the Corinthians did so that we don't make the same mistakes, so that we can see the, the teachings that Paul was giving to them and that we can also learn from those same teachings so that we won't be those who are guilty of division. And that's what Paul's talking about a little bit here in these first few verses. Verse 17. Now in giving the following instruction, I do not praise you since you come together, not for better, but for worse. For to begin with, I hear that when you come together, as a church, there, there are divisions among you, and, I, and in part, I believe it. There must indeed be factions among you, so that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together, it is not really to eat the Lord's Supper. For at the meal, each one eats his own supper ahead of others. So one person is hungry, while another gets drunk. Don't you have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you look down on the church of God and embarrass those who have nothing? What should I say to you? Should I praise you? I do not praise you for this. Now, in the context of what Paul is talking about here, and in the context of the verses that are to come, I realize that Paul is speaking and leading up to what he's about to say about the Lord's Supper. But if you will today, we're just going to look at these first few verses and i believe that we can get something out of them even even kind of separated from the context in which they're in and we will see in full detail over the next couple weeks what paul is talking about but 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 he points out kind of the big problem here for the corinthian people when he says now i'm giving the following instruction i do not praise you since you come together not for the better but for the worse you see, the divisions that had taken place in the, in the church of Corinth were causing problems among the group of believers. And that's what he went on to say in the next verse there. That he says, look, I'm hearing reports that you guys are, are divided, that there are divisions among you. And there were many things in the church that had caused these divisions. Now, some of the things that we've looked at and seen so far is sexual immorality. That had caused division in the church and how that should be handled. Idolatry—that That is one of the things that we've looked at, uh, that, that we've seen. Uh, the worship of demons, the, 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 the food that had been eaten that was sacrificed or not sacrificed, and was it right and was it wrong, and people thinking one thing and another thing. And there, had, uh, there were divisions in the church of Corinth. Now, we, we understand that completely because we all have different points of view and we have difference of opinions. And in some cases, that's an okay thing. In some cases, that is a good thing. Uh, but there are times where maybe our differences of opinion or our points of view may cause division. And that's something that, that as churches, as a group and body of believers, that we really have to be on guard against. Because but, because the devil is so good and he kind of knows, like, like, like if we're like-minded, he knows the two or three or four of us that he may can kind of get together. And, and the devil can kind of use us if we allow him to do that. And, and we're all prone to that. Let us never think, boy. Well, well, the devil's working on them. I see how he's using him or her. Let us never do that. Let us always look to ourselves to make sure that we're not the one that the devil is using to cause division. But Paul said, look, these things are happening among you uh, and, and factions are formed so that you can see the difference between which ones are the, are the factions that are, that are causing problems and which ones are the ones that are doing right." <laughs> and oftentimes when there is a conflict in the church, there's usually a, a, a difference of Opinion. There may be two sides. There may be three sides. Could they all be for the Lord? Well, I don't know. Perhaps they could be. But usually, there's there's some difference. There's some problem there. Now, the the, the point necessarily may not be to find out who the problem uh, problem causer is but to figure out how, as a church, as Christians, we can solve those problems. Now, in the context of this passage, the problem was the partaking of the Lord's Supper and how they were doing that. It was kind of a party, really, is is what I get from reading in Paul's word here. As they were going and they were eating, they were just stuffing themselves, and they were getting drunk and having complete disregard and complete disrespect for the Lord. Not only were they disrespecting the Lord, but even among the believers that were coming and taking part in this, there were some who were who were living living high and eating good, and there were others who were who were poor, who may have been lower, who were not getting anything and so they were just messing up in every which way that you could. they were disrespecting the Lord, and they were not having love for their neighbors. Now, if any of you remember Luke chapter ten verse twenty seven you remember that Jesus said, "What are the two most important things? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength." And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. And that's exactly the two things that Paul says in these verses here that they weren't doing. They had a complete disrespect for the Lord and a complete disregard for one another. And that really is the whole problem that Paul had been dealing with throughout the book of Corinthians was their disrespect for the Lord. And so what happened was is that they should have been coming together for their good. You see, when we come together as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, it should be for our good, right? Because when we come together, we come together and we, and, we, and we praise the Lord together. We share with each other our praise reports. Isn't it great when we come here on a Wednesday or a Sunday or we get a phone call on the prayer chain and it's a praise report because God has answered a prayer, because God has done something good in someone's life. That's good stuff. I always love to hear a good praise report. But there are also times that we come here on a Wednesday or we come here on a Sunday or we get that prayer chain call and it's something that's that's difficult. Someone is sick, someone's had a wreck, someone has lost a family member, somebody's passed away. And And in all those things, whether they're happy days or sad days, good days or bad days, it's good that God calls us as brothers and sisters in Christ to come together, to be here for one another. And that's what the church should be. We come here to first worship God. We come collectively, all of us, men, women, brothers and sisters in Christ, we come here to worship God because God alone is worthy of our worship and our praise. We come here when we have a bad day, even if we don't really feel like it because God's worthy of our praise, whether we feel like it or not. We come here if things are good in our life, and we come here if things are bad in our life. And if we really come here seeking the Lord, I believe that we will always leave feeling good, feeling at peace. I have never come to church that I can remember, not once in my life, that I really came seeking the Lord, that I left, that I was feeling worse than when I came. That's never happened. If I ever come to church and I was really seeking the Lord, I was really listening to His Word, I was really letting the Spirit work, I was really singing those words on the page, not just out of repetition, not just how it sang the person next to me, but really singing out to the Lord, on those times when I come before the Lord, I leave feeling uplifted and blessed. Now, there are times that I've come to church that I have not felt feeling uplifted and blessed. And it's because I wasn't seeking the Lord. It's because I came and I had other things on my mind. I was thinking about something somebody else said to me, how they're causing problems. They're saying this, they shouldn't have done that. What am I going to do when I leave? Are the Eagles going to beat the Broncos today? All these other things sometimes that are on my mind. And guess what? On those times, I come to church and sometimes I leave church and I don't get anything out of it. Now, is that God's fault or is that my fault? It's my fault. Now, it's possible for us to come to church and not get anything out of it, but we need to look at ourselves and say, Look, the reason why I'm not getting a blessing from the fellowship of being among other believers and being with the Lord is because I'm not seeking the Lord, and I really don't care about the other people. I'm just coming. And so Paul is, is, is telling the people here, look, there's division among you. When you come together as believers to worship the Lord and to celebrate the Lord's Supper, or just to fellowship and celebrate in general what God has done for you, it should be for your betterment. When we come here, we should always come seeking the Lord, and we should always leave better off than we came. I mean, really. How, how, I mean, how good do we have it? We get to come here. It's a free country. That's pretty good. <coughs> We get to sip on coffee while we, while we study God's Word. We get to come in here. We all get to hug each other. We get to find out how our family and friends are doing. We get to find out how everybody's week has been. We get to find out the good things that are going on, the bad things that are going on. We share those praise requests. We share those prayer, prayer uh, requests. And then we, we come and we sing songs. We have beautiful music that is played. And we sing these songs to the Lord. And then we get to go home and eat dinner. That's, pretty good. that's a pretty good day that God has blessed us with. When we come to the Lord's house, it should always be for the betterment of, of us as believers to draw us closer to God and to draw us closer to one another. But what Paul says is what, what he was hearing for the Corinthian people, it was that when they were coming together, it was not for the better, it was for the worse. And that's what we have to be careful about. That's what we have to look out for. Is because sometimes as a church, you know it's even possible for us a couple thousand years later to come together for the worse. Now, some of you in this church have probably been to church services or been in churches before where when the people came together, it did not end in anything good. Now, those are bad times. Those are bad times when a church comes together and brothers and sisters in Christ who all claim to be following the Lord, but they don't have any love for the other person or the other group or the other faction, and there is arguing. And sometimes when churches when churches come together, if the enemy gets a foothold and we begin to harbor angry feelings toward a brother and sister in Christ, and we begin to worry about other things and worry about this, that, and the other, we become divided. And then when we come together as a church to worship, there's not much worship that goes on. Because when those situations come, and there is division in church, what happens is when we come together, we're not really focused on the Lord because... We're focused on something else. We're focused on the, on the conflict. We're focused on the disagreement. We're focused on the argument. And that was what was going on in, in Paul's day in Corinth. You see, they were focused on all these other issues. Well, should we eat this food or should we eat that food? Should we, should we uh, Is this type of sexual immorality okay or is that okay? Or, 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 well, we're, we're still worshiping these idols a little bit, but we can still worship God too. And, and Paul is just putting a, a stop to all those things. He's saying, no, you can't have sexual immorality. Uh, you and can't, You can't do things that are going to make people sin against their conscience. He, he's saying, look, when you worship somebody that's not God, you're worshiping a demon. And so he's just, he's just knocking them down. As quick as they, 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 these things are presented to him that he has heard or someone has told him about, he is addressing each of them with the Corinthian people. Why? Because when they were coming together to worship, all of these things were hindering them From drawing closer to the Lord and drawing closer to one another and so that's what we can take from this passage today and that's what we need to do as Christians is we need to look at our own hearts and our own lives and say when I come to God's house one am I drawing closer in my relationship with him and two am I drawing closer in my relationship with my brother and sister are we coming together as a church for the better or for the worse if we're coming together for the worse then we need to get to the bottom of that. The text says that, look, if, you, if, you, if you're going to bring your offering before the Lord and you realize that your brother has something against you, then you need to go to your brother or sister, and you need to clear everything up. That's a paraphrase there, but that's what the text tells us to do, that if there's a problem among us, perhaps someone has done something to us, or perhaps we have done something to someone else, but if there are problems among us, the best thing that we can do as a church and as believers is, It's to clear that up. And the quicker we get that cleared up, when those problems may arise, the better things will be. Now, if we're coming together for the better, praise the Lord. If we're coming together and there is no division, there is no squabbling, and we really are growing in the Lord and we don't feel any hatred or or bad feelings, we don't feel like that that there's any problems, we feel like we're doing what we should before the Lord and before other people. If we're coming together and it is for the better, then praise the Lord, that's good. But we still need to be on our guard. Because even if we are doing well now or we are not doing well now, whatever the situation may be, at whatever time it may occur, the devil is always on the prowl. The devil is always looking for one he can devour. He would love to devour me. He would love to devour you. And it only takes one of us. It only takes one of us to, to allow the devil to cause some, some feeling to come into our heart. It only, it only takes one of us to, to overstep our bounds and do something that God is not calling us to or, or, or saying something or doing something or causing a little problem among someone else. It only takes one of us to cause a, a division. And Paul says to the people, he says, look, I have heard that you are divided. I have heard that you are coming together not for your good but, but, but for what's worse for you. He says, look, I see what's happening here. You have a complete disregard for God and you have a complete disrespect for the other people around you. And Paul is calling the people to turn from those things. And we need to examine ourselves, and we need to make sure that we are not guilty of those things. You see, Paul is about to address that to the people in the verses to come that we'll look at in a couple of weeks. Paul is going to address that to people, and that's what he's going to command the people to do, is to examine theirself, not examine somebody else. It's easy for us to examine other people, ain't that right? Because we're like, we're like, we have a spiritual x-ray. Like we can look at everybody else across the room. we like, mm, we can see everything. Like well, she's struggling, he's struggling, he's struggling, she's struggling, she's struggling with this, that, and the other. He's wrong and, and this way and this way and that way. And it's easy for us to examine other people. But what we need to do is we need to examine ourselves. And that's a little harder to do. But that's what we have to do because... We have to start with ourselves. We have to start with the, the, the log in our own eye before we can take the speck out of our brothers. And you know what I find happens a lot of the time is when, when I take the log out of my own eye, everything else takes care of myself, or excuse me, everything else takes care of itself. Usually if I start with me, I find a lot of times that I'm the problem. And a lot of times it makes things so much easier. And that's what we have to do. We have to examine ourselves. We have to make sure that one, we're not causing a problem and two, we have to examine and make sure that we don't have any, any, any foothold that we're giving Satan to come in. Because I don't want us to be a church that's divided. I don't think we are, by the way. I'm not preaching this message because I think we are. I think we're doing good. I think it's not because of our own, our own good doing. It's because of God, because God is good to us. And boy, it's great. It does me good, because I see some of you smiling now, and that's good. That's what church should be. This is what, what church should be. When we come together and smile and hug, and eat dinner, or, or pray over shoe boxes, or, or whatever it may be, that's what church should be. And it shouldn't just be that we come uh, feeling better, like, oh, I'm, I'm glad I got to come today, but it should be something that draws us closer to the Lord, too, because He allows us to do this. He allows us to come here. He allows us to have the freedom, and He brings us all together to, to, to bring our gifts before Him, to do His work, to grow in Him, and to love and take care of one another. So we need to be in prayer. I encourage you guys to do that over the next couple weeks, to be in prayer over, over your own heart. Over your own mind. To make sure that everything is good. To be in God's word. To make sure that you understand what God's word says. You can go on and, and read ahead a little further in 1 Corinthians. I encourage you to do though, do so. And follow Paul's instructions. Because in a couple of weeks we're going to. After talking about the Passover. And about Jesus and what he did. we're going to partake of the Lord's Supper. And I don't want it to just to be a motion that we go through. But I want us to really get it. You know? I really want us to examine ourselves. And look closely. Because it's a serious thing. As we're going to see. That Paul tells the people of Corinth. So as we, as we prepare over these next couple of weeks to kind of look at the importance and significance of, of the Passover and, and, and Jesus and what he did, let us be quick to examine our own lives and see if there's anything there. Let us be quick to check ourselves to make sure that we are a church that is, that is coming together for the better and not for the worse. Because when a church comes together for the better and there is love, that love overflows out in the community. And boy, people are going to come to Jesus. Because when people see how you live and they see your relationships and how you treat them and how you interact with them, boy, if they see that there is love in your life, I can guarantee you they are going to listen to what you have to say. If we come to good uh, together for the good, if we come together for the betterment of the kingdom of God, the world will see that. And not only will we be better, but those that we interact with in the world will be better because they'll get to see the love of Christ and we'll get to share that love, that gospel that Jesus Christ died, we'll get to share that with them. They'll get to see that. But if we come together for the worse, if we come together and we're like the Corinthians and everybody else in the community is talking about, boy, did you, do you see that division that's going on at Enterprise? Do you see that, boy, this group's arguing with that group and this one's debating with that one and this one's mad at that one? Boy, if the, if the community hears that and the world hears that, if we come together for the worst, we're going to leave for the worse. <laughs> But if we come together for the better, we're going to lead for the betterment of God's kingdom. And that's what it's all about. Is we come to draw closer to God and to love one another so that we can go out and tell others about God and draw them closer to God and to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That is our mission. That is our goal. And we need not forget that church. Sometimes I have to remind myself of that. Sometimes I get so busy with church, I forget about my mission. Sometimes I forget when I'm digging through the text and trying to figure out all these things to say, I have to to kind of come back and ground myself and remind myself that it's all about leading people to Jesus Christ. Tell people Jesus loves them. Maybe you encounter somebody this week. Invite somebody to church. I want to challenge you to do that. Not somebody that goes to another church. I'm talking about somebody that is unchurched. I want to challenge you to do that. Pray about that. Think about that. Maybe this week you're going to see somebody and they are unchurched or they haven't been to church in months or years. I want you to invite them to church. I want you to encourage them to come. I want you to encourage them to come just how they are. I want you to encourage them to come and let them know that God loves them so that they can come each week, that they can hear God's Word. Whether they come here and hear it or whether you speak God's Word into their heart, I encourage you to try to reach out to those people who are unreached and bring them back here. Bring them back here next Wednesday. Bring them back here next Sunday. Bring them back here tonight. And that's what we're called to do. That's what our job is. So we must come together for the betterment of the kingdom of God so that we can go out and do our work for the betterment of the kingdom of God. Let's pray. God, I come to you this morning. I thank you for these words, and I pray that you help us just to live by these things. God, help us to take them to heart. Help us not to be a group that's undivided, dear Lord. Help us to be a a group that stands strong. God, even if, if if there is tension here, God, whatever it may be, I pray that you just heal that tension, dear Lord. God, I pray that you would help us all to trust in Jesus Christ, to know that he is the string that hold us together that's not going to break, dear Lord. Even sometimes as Christians, as our relationships may fray with one another and there may be problems, God, I pray that Jesus would help mend those things, repair those things. God, we can't, we can't mend them on our own, but we can do it with your power and with your love. And so I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit would lead us to, to restore relationships that may need to be restored. God, if there are some that came here today for the worst, maybe they come and they didn't have a good attitude and they wasn't feeling it, God, I pray that today that they would seek you, that before they leave, that, that maybe these words today that, that you spoke to us will, will touch their heart, God, that we can all leave feeling better, dear Lord. Not not just feeling good, but but, but but really having a change in our heart, God, a change in our life. God, I pray that you would help us when we come together to come together for the betterment. God, I, I want to pray a special blessing and. Over, these, over this people today. God, I thank you for each one that's here. I thank you for the love that, that you pour out in this place. I thank you for the gifts and the, the time that is given by so many, the, the monies that are given by so many, the efforts, the prayer, God, the, just the, the caring for other people, the being there, the doing what needs to be done, God. I pray that you bless this group. I thank you for the ones who who do so much, dear Lord. I pray that maybe there are some here that that they've been feeling like you're leading them to do something and they hadn't, hadn't done it. I pray that you just would kind of urge them to do so, God. Let the Holy Spirit lead them. Maybe they've got a gift or a talent or something that they want to do for your kingdom. I pray that you would help them to follow through and carry out your work, dear Lord God. And I just thank you that we can come together. I thank you that you love us. Even though we we don't deserve to be loved, God, thank you for loving us anyway. I thank you for Jesus Christ. And I pray that if there is one in this room today that does not know Jesus Christ, that they would know him. God, that they would realize today that he is your one and only son, that he gave his life so that they could be forgiven. God, what greater love is that, God, to know that that somebody gave their life for us and help everyone in here to realize that today. God, help us next time we come into this place to come together for the better. Not just next time, but every time, God. Help us when we go out of these doors into the world to go out and make this world a better place. God, help us to be to show patience where the world doesn't. God, help us to show love where the world shows hate. Help us just to be a light to this world. And God, help us to do that by coming here and drawing closer to you and being filled and being uh, just... Uh, comforted and, and filled with joy and peace and excitement. God, just give our soul an excitement today as we leave this place. God, put people in our path. Help us to see the unchurched and help us to love them and help us to bring them back here, dear Lord, so that they can be part of this fellowship, so that they can be part of your kingdom and that they can come to you and they can grow in you, dear Lord. And I just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.